As we alluded to on the main pod this month, we're going to be dropping a couple of mini pods, and the first of which we are joined by Mr. Paul Bray, who is Area GM for the UK North for IHG. Paul, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, you oversee five hotels, and this might be a wee bit like uh, asking a parent to pick their favourite child, but can we safely assume there's one that you've got a wee soft spot for? Uh, that's a difficult question, Alan. Depends who's watching, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got three kids, so I'm quite happy. I've got one, one adult and two teenagers, so I can, I can pick a favourite child, let me tell you. Um, I think what we've got in our portfolio, in all honesty, is, is some real unique kind of iconic buildings that have all got a, a story to tell themselves. Um, I think there's two in particular that resonate with me. One is Royal Terrace. I moved to Scotland 20 odd years ago to work at Crown Plaza Royal Terrace yes. in Edinburgh. Um, so that's got a little bit of a soft spot. I met my wife there. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> however, however, the, the central as well is, oh God, it's, it's one of those ones where I think when you go into the central and you start being responsible for it, you understand very quickly what that hotel means to people and, and how much people have an affinity with the place. So I think you kind of start to realise that you, you, your project's never going to be finished. You, you just need to adopt that kind of New Zealand rugby mentality that yeah. you have to leave it in a better place than where you found it and let somebody else then pick up that mantle. So Central, love the place and, and you, you feel how important it is. Blytheswood's unique, you know, that's obviously got its own yeah. uh, Blytheswood bubble going on as well. So, I, you yeah. know, it's, important, it's difficult to pick one, but there's two in particular that I've got a, a particular soft spot for, I would right. say. We'll leave that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but talking about the Grand Central, obviously that's where we, we both know each other from, yeah. the Grand yeah. Central, and uh, over the last 18 months or so, there's been a few initiatives to sort of celebrate the history, whether it's been the, the competition for the artists, yep. painting portraits of sort of a guests of a bygone era, yep. or more recently the the fantastic projection show onto the, the building which looked amazing. Yeah. With all that in mind, is Voco a brand that you think will let us sort of celebrate our history, but at the same time keep us sort of uh, relevant? as we move forward into 21st century. Oh, def definitely, and I think that's, that's what's good about the rebrand for the Central um, is, as VOCO. So VOCO uh, is it's Latin for come together, so it couldn't be more poignant at, at the current time, but uh, all of the things that you just discussed there around celebrating the, the kind of people that have gone uh, before us through that hotel with the kind of history and heritage, that's a signature piece of the VOCO brand. So it, it is absolutely meant to celebrate the history and heritage, but also it's built on sustainability as well. You know, so yeah. the, the bedding kits in the hotels are made up of fully recycled products. We have a filtered water system that, that's in every bedroom as well. Um, so 
Yeah, we've got, um, we, we have no single-use plastics in, in the bedrooms either. So there's loads of unique points. Um, but the key part of you know, the, the, the light show that you said, it, it was really just to launch the brand into Glasgow, just so you know, nobody knows what Volco is in yeah. Glasgow or Scotland. And so what we wanted to do is say, look, this is, we've, we've invested heavily in this product, in this property. It's in a much better place now than what it was um, a couple of years ago. And um, we've massively improved the value proposition for people when they visit Glasgow. Uh, and we wanted to showcase what this means, you know, just, just a little bit of nod to that history. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of intrinsic motivator that, that's really special when people come in, they can really feel that history and heritage piece when they're in this hotel. That's our USB. Yeah. Nobody can copy that. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we've got that's completely unique. So in 2018, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers had done a bit of research and uh, produced a report saying that the, the hotel sector in Glasgow was growing at eight times the national average. Mm -hmm. Anyone would think that would be slowing down with what's going on recently, but you know, there's the new supersized Premier Inn just opened. There's hotels in the pipeline like Maldron de Lata, Virgin down in Clyde Street, you know, all due to open within the next 12 months. Uh, so my first question would be, do you think Glasgow has the ability to sustain all those beds? <laughs> well, it's, it has been a pretty rapid growth over the last 10 years, but that's really on the back of the success of the likes of the Hydro and the SEC. So when you see, you know, we're, we're, we're known globally in Glasgow for the kind of research and the medical conferences through the universities as well and through what's, what's in there. I think. Uh, obviously, the last 12 months, 18 months, um, it's, it's going yeah. to take a, t a bit of time to start recovering yeah. and, and getting back to occupancies. I would like to see more kind of upscale hotels coming into Glasgow, just to drive that standard. Yeah. And in fairness, some of the ones you just mentioned are in that four and five star market. Yeah. So that, that's good for the city. It drives um, the experience, you get a better experience for people. But I think we also need to understand that a lot of the hotels, it's, it's, it's on the back of financial institutions, there's other things at play other than just a hospitality space and a hospitality yeah. venue. Um, but Glasgow as a city is, uh, you know, it's a fantastic place to have a hotel. It's, um, you know, once we see the events coming back to Glasgow, then clearly we'll be able to accommodate and, and, um, and you know, handle the, the volume of, of beds in the city. And I think, you know, if anything, it's just going to make us a more attractive proposition. Yeah. You know, when you get some of these quality hotels in the city. Right. So the second part of my question there uh, was going to be: Do you think it shows a confidence from hoteliers and hotel companies that Glasgow, as a product, is a good investment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, a lot of these deals would have been signed pre-pandemic, um, and they'll be committed to them, which is understandable. Um, but at the same time, you know, Glasgow is an attractive place to, to open a hotel. It's, it's got lots of things going for it. It's got beautiful green spaces. You know, it's got a vibrant city centre in terms of the shopping, when, you know, the nightlife when things come back to normal. But most importantly is, you know, the big events that, that come to, to the cities through the hard work of the, the marketing bureau and the SEC, the team at the SEC, and obviously the hydro. Then if we can get that back and we can keep that, that, that being as successful as it has been over the last yeah. five or six years, then yeah, it's, it's going to be an attractive proposition for anyone that's looking to open a hotel in the city centre. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the last year has been a bit of a washout, 
but uh, here at Pure Buzzing, we're all about the positivity. So do you share our thinking that quarter three and four are going to see us well on the road to recovery? Uh, I hope so. I think um, it's great to have some positivity. You're banking on it. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, in all seriousness, I think one thing is, you know, hats off to yourself and Hannah for, for doing a, a positive podcast about hospitality. We need more positive news and, and positive statements around hospitality. And I think you're doing a great job of trying to encourage that. And you've had some great, great speakers in the past as well. So thank you for that no. um, as well. I think um, from uh, Q3 and Q4, I would say Q4 is looking stronger than Q3, in all fairness. You know, we rely heavily on the international market and that has pretty much disappeared for Q3. The, the confidence isn't there and, and obviously the restrictions that we've got. Q4 is looking a little bit different. Christmas. Um, yeah, well, we're, we're getting some Christmas inquiries. We're getting some of the residential conference inquiries coming through. You know, some of the corporate market we're expecting to come back in Q4 and then start to normalise into to Q1 and 2 for 2022. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed it'll, it'll come back. And then I think we need to be, you know, realistic. We know Glasgow would normally operate in the kind of mid to late 80s. Some of the hotels would be running in the early 90s in terms of occupancy levels. Um, and right now, most hotels are operating around 30-40%, spiking on a Friday and a Saturday, and then pretty quiet midweek. So once we get a little bit of consistency back, I think you know we can keep encouraging that confidence. You know, a lot of the properties, well, pretty much everyone in hospitality has invested massively in creating safe spaces, you know, safe environments for people to come and enjoy hospitality in. Um, and I think as long as we can keep relaying that confidence to people and showcasing what the city's got, you know, getting the places like the visitor attractions open um, and making it easy for people to come into the city centre. Uh, I've got no, no, well, I don't think anyone has any doubt that, you know, we'll start to see some real positive shoots of recovery. Uh, it is going to be, I think it's going to take time. Yeah. And we need some, we do need a little bit more clarity and, and you know, quicker um, information in terms of what those restrictions are going to be towards the latter part of the year because yeah. we need to be able to make some decisions on, on the back of that as well. Yeah. Hospitality workers, we've had it sort of pretty tough. You know, probably tougher than most. Does it surprise you how resilient that the workers in the hospitality industry have been? And what would your sort of message be to your teams as we sort of start to emerge for the restrictions? Um, I think you're you dead right. We've had it tough. It's been awful for people in hospitality all the way through um, but I'm not surprised at all about the resilience I think one of the, the biggest things that you know from my experience I've 25 years in hotels and hospitality um, and I again one of the big positives for me that come out of it is as a as a group of people we're the most resilient people I've ever met you know we're the most adaptable you look at all the things that people have done over the last 12 months to survive. It's not, it's not about making profit, it's about surviving as a business. And a lot of people have completely changed their business models to be able to offer different offerings and services, which I think is just absolutely uh, a great example of what our industry is about. You know, we're made up of some of the most innovative, resilient, adaptable people that you could ever wish to meet. And you know, w you know that, that's what's gonna get us through. That's what we need to, to keep embracing and encouraging and uh, empowering people to, to come forward with ideas and suggestions to keep these businesses going. Brilliant. Well, that's a great 
insight into a wee bit of your world <laughs> and, and your your thoughts about how we're moving forward. So the, thanks for coming and joining us. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, and, Alan. Uh, no doubt, I will see you soon. I might, might see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Alan. I belong to Glasgow, dear old Glasgow town. But there's something that matters with Glasgow, but it's going round and round. I'm only a common old working line, as anyone can see. But when I get a couple of drinks on a Saturday, Glasgow belongs to me.